Whittier. Welcome back to the My Whittier Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Reese, longtime Whittier resident and self-proclaimed foodie. I am definitely not an expert. I just know what I like. I thought it would be fun to give you a comprehensive look at the city of Whittier, California from a local's perspective, and that is exactly what I've been doing for quite some time. Welcome back to the show. If you're a returning listener, I appreciate you. And if you're a new listener, thank you for giving me a try. We talk about all things Whittier, California here. We touch base on a few other cities from time to time, La Mirada, La Habra, Pico Rivera. They are all surrounding cities. And in my mind, it's an extension of the city of Whittier. Now, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find me on YouTube. Search My Whittier TV and check out my videos. And you can also go to our home base, our headquarters, mywittier.com, with uh, direct links for everything that we do. Now, I've got a great show for you today. Man, it feels like I've been gone for a while, but it was only last week that we touched base. So I'm kind of liking the regularity of uh, the podcast, the way it's going right now. I'm, I'm digging it. We are building an audience and, um, you know, pretty modest numbers, but I like it. I like the fact that you guys are listening and you're tuning in and you're giving feedback and I wanted to thank a couple of um, sponsors or actually uh, people that contributed last week to the podcast. You can go to anchor.fm, that's the website for this podcast, and make a contribution. And it's as low as 99 cents and I think 4.99. We had a couple of 4.99 contributions last week and I really really appreciate that because it really helps me continue to do what I love to do and that is to give you this information via podcast or video and social media and uh, I'm a solo act so anything that you could throw my way really really helps now um, we got a great show for you today we're going to talk a little bit about the groves we've got some more information about the groves we went and saw the last duel, the last duel over uh, in Uptown Whittier. So we'll talk about that movie very quickly. Got a couple of scary stories, not, not too many, but we got a couple that are interesting. And we're going to talk about the promenade, the Uptown promenade. Uh, big talk about whether to keep it or, I'm sorry, big talk about whether to... Um, keep it closed, keep the streets closed or open them up to like a hybrid situation where there's cars able to pass through. So we're going to talk about that. But first, uh, just really quickly, our sponsor to this show is Scott Storage. Scott Storage is located at 10046 Scott Avenue, Whittier, California, 90603. If you're looking for a great storage facility, you're looking to declutter the home, go to scottstorage.net and uh, check out all of the details there. Scott Storage is a proud sponsor of the My Whittier Podcast. Okay, the Dodgers are done, Ski. The Dodgers are done. Atlanta took care of them. And if you're a Dodger fan, you kind of knew. You kind of knew what was going to happen. The writing was on the wall. You know, you, you dropped two games in Atlanta, 
and all of a sudden you're digging yourself out of a hole. It's weird how a series can go like that. You know, you're down 2-0, and you come back home. It's do or die. You win a game. Now it's 2-1, right? You're back in it. You're feeling good. And then you drop that fourth game. You go down 3-1, and it gets really tough from there. You win another one. You go, uh, it goes 3-2. You're feeling okay, feeling good, got some momentum. And then it's 4-2, and it's done. Really strange, but uh, that's how it goes. I feel like Dave Roberts should have at least two or three rings with the Dodgers. I just don't know if he's the right guy. And it looks like uh, Corey Seager is going to be moving on. So lots to unpack there over at the Ravine. Should be an interesting offseason, but uh, they had a good season. But if you're a Dodger fan, you expect to win titles, especially with the team that they put together. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I fell down the other day. Yeah, I'm getting old. I was jogging, and when I say jogging, it's like basically speed walking because I can't run really fast. And I was trying to get my 10,000 steps in for the day. I actually ended up with a little over 11,000, which is good for me. But I'm jogging and I'm running and I tripped on the sidewalk and fell like a sack of potatoes. When you're old, you fall hard. I just like splat right on the ground. When I was younger, I was able to kind of break my fall, you know, kind of roll fall down kind of pretty you know just like with style get right back up real fast and look around make sure nobody saw me now I just fall down like a glass of water boom and I didn't even get up to look around to see if anybody saw I I don't even care I'm at that point in my life my fanny pack snapped off yeah my fanny pack I'm the guy in the gym with the fanny pack I like to listen to music with the uh, cord, you know, the headphones with the cord, so I don't do the Bluetooth, and so I got to have the fanny pack. (laughs) Anyway, I fell down, scraped my elbow, hurt my shoulder, but uh, nothing's broken, so that's okay. Got the steps in. And I'll be back at it. I knew I was I knew I was getting old. When did it hit me? One time I was eating a sandwich. And it was like, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm eating a sandwich. And I ordered it with coffee. Right? So if you're an older person, you know what's up when I'm, when I'm talking about this. You can drink coffee with pretty much any meal. It's not just for breakfast anymore. So that's when I knew I was kind of headed in that direction. I was like, oh my God, I'm drinking coffee with a sandwich right now. Or you can like eat a cheeseburger at 10 in the morning. Because you've been up since 6 a.m. So it's like, yeah, well, it's basically lunchtime. You know, 
I talk to people. I have a friend that comes in to see me. Rolls in about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And he's like, oh, man, I just woke up. And I'm thinking, you just woke up. I've been awake for like seven hours. That's incredible. But uh, anyway, nothing was broken. No bones were broken, so that's good. I went and saw the last duel. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Adam Driver. Now, this movie takes place in the Middle Ages, uh, 1386 to be exact. And um, you talk about some harsh living conditions. Wow. It's like if you had money... You were okay. It was still harsh. But if you didn't, times were very, very tough. And um, obviously things were were much different back then regarding women's rights. And um, the laws were very, very harsh. And uh, it it was an interesting time. And I love seeing movies like this. Normally, Matt Damon is super annoying to me. I'm not. A, I'm not a Matt Damon fan. Although, the talented Mr. Ripley is in my top 100. That movie is really good. He did a great job in that one. But normally, not a fan. Adam Driver is one of the best actors right now, and he did a really good job in this movie. We're going to see him in the House of Gucci, I think, November or December. Looking forward to that one. And then Ben Affleck did a really good job. This was a Ridley Scott-directed movie. He produced it and directed it. And um, if you like period pieces, if you like history, you dig the Middle Ages... You're going to like this one. I'm not going to get too much into the storyline. It is a true story. And um, obviously we never really know how it went down or what went down exactly. But this movie does a really good job giving you perspective from uh, three different sides. And you can decide for yourself whether or not that's the way it went down. But uh, The Last Duel is playing in Uptown Whittier. And uh, if you're a movie fan, I would definitely check that one out. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the Uptown Promenade. Uh, it is a very hot-button issue right now in Uptown Whittier. And um, the Uptown Promenade, for those of you that don't know, uh, the street Greenleaf was blocked off in certain areas. And small businesses in Uptown Whittier were able to build outdoor structures to accommodate their customers. Because during the height of COVID, um, they weren't allowed to serve people indoors. The CDC recommended that everybody stay outdoors and um, eat food and shop and things like that. So that's why that was built. And um, let me just say that I don't have any skin in the game here. I don't have a dog in this race. I'm just giving you my opinion. Ultimately, I think that all of the business owners that 
are involved in the Uptown Promenade should be the ones to decide what happens. They should be the ones that get together, air out their opinions and grievances and concerns, and try to hash out something that works for everybody. Those are the people that are up uptown every day. It's their livelihood, and um, we want them to win. So they should be the ones to decide how that all goes down. So this is just my opinion as a Whittier resident and customer. I love Uptown Whittier. I go there frequently. And I actually really like the promenade area. I think it's great. I walk my dog up there. It's safe. It is a big-time community vibe up there on weekends. And um, it's a lot of fun. On a beautiful day like today, it's nice to eat outside, grab a beer, and just hang out. I love it. With that being said, you know, we're a year into this now. It can use some tweaking. And I think that um, the area on Greenleaf that starts at Philadelphia and ends on Wardman, I think that could be completely opened up today. Like if it was me, I would open that up today. There's no reason for that side of the street to be blocked off at all, in my opinion. On one side of Greenleaf there, you have the entire side of the building of the Whittier Brewing Company. They don't need an outdoor area there. And then you have uh, Havana House. You have some retail. You got a CBD shop. You have the movie theater. You have another restaurant. And then you have some more retail. And on the other side, you have a restaurant. A restaurant that's closed. You have the Hoover Apartments. You have a church. Flashback Lounge. Turnbull Tavern. They both have indoor patios that they have built into their structure. And then you have Steve's Barbecue and Foe and Roll. And on that side of the street right there, there is a large area on the sidewalk that could be turned into something really nice. An outdoor structure possibly that accommodates both restaurants. And then you have a clothing store on that corner. So there is really no reason at this moment in time for that side of the street to be closed. That will open up all of that parking for those business owners that are concerned about parking and uh, foot traffic. That would really alleviate some of that. Now, as far as foot traffic is concerned, some retail spots up there are complaining that they're not getting foot traffic. And um, I don't know, before all of this happened, before there was an uptown promenade, foot traffic wasn't a thing in Uptown Whittier. It just never was. In the last 10 years, maybe, 15 years, there's just not a lot of foot traffic for retail. And one of the things that really irritated me back in the day, two years ago, three years ago, all the business owners would park in front of their establishments and all of their employees would park in front of their establishments because they'd be the first ones 
you know, to Uptown Whittier. And they would take all the parking, so the customers, there would never be any parking for us anyway. And um, I've worked in retail, not in Uptown Whittier, but I've worked in sales and marketing and retail most of my life. And um, we were never allowed to park in front of our establishment. That was always for customers. And uh, that just wasn't the case in Uptown Whittier. So when they blocked off the street, it was nice because you just park somewhere else. There's a gigantic structure on either side of, the, of uh, Greenleaf that you can park in and a bunch of side, side street parking as well. And um, you know, if you're a business owner and you're relying on foot traffic for survival, you might be in big trouble because um, the way to market business today with social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, LinkedIn, websites, YouTube channels, podcasts, you know, out of all the re- all the ways to market your business, foot traffic is not one of them. So if you're relying on that and you're basing your decision on whether or not to have the promenade stay or go based on that, you might want to analyze your business model. Just my opinion. But um, I would also say that on Greenleaf from Philadelphia to Bailey would be a great way to start. You, you just block off that whole street instead of kind of just going halfway down because that really is the heart of Uptown Whittier. The commoner and Rocky Cola all the way down to Bailey Street. And then if you wanted to, you could even go from Bailey halfway to ha- up towards Hadley Street, maybe like include Spin Lounge. You got Crepes and Grapes. You got Supermex. Well, I don't know what's happening with Supermex. That's that's another podcast. That's so strange. You got Zen's Tea House, you got Spin Lounge. JC's Kitchen, and that side of the street, if you block that off, that could be really nice. That could get that could be something to work with as well because those are the more vibrant areas, in my opinion. The area from Philadelphia to Warman can exist on its own. They got the movie theater, you got retail, no need for outdoor structures there, in my opinion. So this thing was built out of crisis and it was a happy accident because it's pretty cool. And I hope that everybody could get together and find a solution to make it work, to keep it going. I think that we're headed in the right direction. Uptown Whittier has a little bit of uh, swag at this point, you know, it's moving in the right direction. I think it'd be nice to have some outside help, some people with vision. You know, we, we, we have such a tight grasp here in Whittier. And we need some more vision. We need some more creativity. Not to say that our current city council doesn't have that. You know what I mean? But it would be nice to get some fresh eyeballs on that area 
and um, let it flourish, so to speak. So we will see what happens with the Uptown Promenade. Maybe it's a seasonal thing. Maybe we they shut it down during winter and then open it back up for spring and summer. I don't know. But um, I hope it stays, and I hope that uh, the business owners of Whittier could make it happen. Is open over at the Groves. It is officially open. I haven't been down there yet, but I got to check it out. Uh, I'm trying to eat better, you know that. Mom, my mom made some menudo this weekend, and I had to have a cheat day. I could not turn that down. But uh, yeah, Canes is open. And then I took a picture of In N Out Burger the other day. They are super close, super close to opening. They're just working out a few kinks. And they should be open very, very soon. Every time I put a picture of uh, In N Out Burger, though, it's the same thing when I post on Facebook. Make sure and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, guys. This all works together, it's like a big pot of soup. But uh, every time I post a picture, it's like traffic. You guys talk about traffic. Traffic, traffic, traffic. Oh, the traffic's going to be such a nightmare. The traffic, the traffic, the traffic. Like like In-N-Out Burger is like going to be the source of all the traffic in Whittier. Every In-N-Out Burger has traffic. That's a newsflash. It's always crazy at In-N-Out Burger. But um, traffic, it's not about what's being built and where it's being built. It's because all of us have too many damn cars. Each household has like five cars. Drive down any street in Whittier and you can't park on the street. They're lined up all the way down every street. And that's not because there's an In-N-Out Burger on your street. That's because everybody has a car. So yeah, there's traffic. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. But uh, anyway, Raising Canes is open. Now, uh, many of you may or may not know this, but uh, in 2022, EOS Fitness is going to open up. You did see that. But there will be a Chipotle over at the Groves as well in 2022. There's going to be a California Fish Grill, one of my mom's favorites. There's one in uh, Norwalk, I believe, and a Nectar is going to open up over at the Groves as well. So um, they're just going to keep adding stuff over there, man. And the traffic's not going to be as bad as you think. It's a big area. It's it's almost like the quad. I think it might even be bigger than the quad once it opens up and once it's built out the way they have planned. It's going to be a very large area to drive into. Now, with that being said, when they broke ground on the groves, I have, uh, I have some friends who live in the area, around the area. And um, I have a close friend that lives over there, and I know she's not crazy, her and her husband. And when they broke ground over there at the Groves, the Fred C. Nellis property, 
they started to experience some really uncomfortable things at their house. Now, they have a, a nice house, a nice layout, and there's a lot of windows in the backyard, along the side of the house. And um, they'd be watching TV at night and just get, they got the sense that they were being watched. And um, they'd go outside, you know, turn the lights on, look around. There's nothing there. The gate's secure. Backyard gate was secure. Everything was good. But um, it was just an uncomfortable feeling, you know, when you feel like you're being stared at. So as the days and the weeks progressed, um, there'd be certain nights where it would just be very uncomfortable for them. And one night, my friend, she looked outside on her back stoop and saw a, a large shadow. A human figure, maybe standing about six or seven feet tall. And, of course, she turned ghost white and was scared out of her mind and went over reluctantly, you know, turned the light on real quick and there was nothing there. So this reoccurring shadow man, this figure, started to appear at least once a week, twice a week, at various times of the night. And they would stay up pretty late at night watching TV, listening to music and stuff like that. And um, it became a regular thing for them. Shadow Man was just part of the house at that point. And uh, it never bothered them. It never, you know, was inside the house or anything like that. But it was a very uncomfortable situation. And to this day, they still see it. They still have that issue over there. And I know that other people in that area have experienced the same thing. And when I post certain things about the groves, a lot of you have comments about that as well. So, yeah, I don't know. You tell me what you think. The groves area could be haunted. All right, so it was the week of Halloween. And two 15-year-olds were staying home. Mom and Dad were going out. They were going out to dinner. And um, the boys really enjoyed when Mom and Dad left because they hung out in the basement. And they had a ping pong table and video games. And it was just a lot of fun for them. Mom and Dad ordered them pizza. And they'd be gone for a few hours. And the kids would just hang out. And um, on this particular night, the week of Halloween, mom and dad went out to dinner and uh, left the boys alone. Boys were hanging out, having a great old time. Phone rings, and uh, it's one of the kids' friends. And they're talking on the phone. They're hanging out, you know, what's going on? What are you doing? Why don't you come over? All that good stuff. And there's 
heavy breathing on the phone while they're talking. And so they're talking some more and they just keep hearing this, this heavy breathing. So the kid says, are you doing that? Is that you breathing on the phone? And he said, no, I thought it was you. So the kid on the phone tells his brother that there's heavy breathing on the phone. And immediately his brother says, what if there's somebody here on our other line? So they hang up the phone terrified and they're in the basement wondering what they should do. Is it just their imagination or is there someone in the freaking house? Right? So they decide they're going to go upstairs and see if there's anything going on. So they had the upstairs the floor level and then the basement so they go from the basement to the first floor look around look in the kitchen they're looking in the living room everything's cool there's nobody there it's all good they go upstairs to check the rooms and while they're ready to go walk up the stairs at the top of the stairs there's a man a heavy set man and he is probably about 70 years old with long gray hair looking down at him. Needless to say, they ran out of the house and ran for their freaking lives to the neighbor next door, pounded on the door, and um, they called the cops. The cops came immediately. The parents showed up and they arrested this freak that was in the house. And that's pretty much all the kids knew about. I mean, the mom and dad never, ever told them what became of it, what happened, who that person was, any of it. He was arrested and hauled away. But that was a night that they will never, ever forget. You got to lock those doors. I was working for a uh, storage facility in Los Angeles a while back, and uh, it was an old building, very old building. Parts of it were built in, like, the early 1900s, and um, I had a few customers that claimed they saw ghosts up in certain parts of the building. And um, I didn't really take take it too seriously at first, but there was on more than one occasion from different customers that saw the same thing. And uh, it was always a person or a figure in a blue mechanic suit you know the 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 one the one onesie type of thing where you get into it like michael myers type of thing no head and it would always walk along the aisles and then go in and out of walls and there's three different people that saw this so i was kind of like wow this place is uh could be haunted 
But the thing that really got me was uh, we had a exterminator that would come down. He was a young guy. And he would walk the property and do his thing. And uh, there was one area of the building that he would not go into. He just would not. He refused to go walk over to this area. And I would always ask him, what's the deal, man? Why won't you go over there? And he was just like, I don't know, man. That just doesn't feel good to me over there. Something's off. And apparently he and his wife had this ability to kind of just feel entities. He told me about stories that happened at his house. And he was dealing with uh, ghosts and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, this guy's is he serious? Is he messing with me? And it would be story after story until eventually I was like, so what's the deal? Do you got any proof? Like, what? what's the deal with you and your wife? Are you guys, you know, you guys see dead people or what? And um, he pulled out his pic- this picture of he and his wife on his wedding day. Beautiful picture. You know, they're there in front of a a really beautiful um, bush and tree and stuff like that. It was a really good backdrop and stuff. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, what do you see there? And I say, see, you guys, you know, you're taking your picture, and it's a good picture. He's like, look a little closer into the bushes behind me. So I grab the picture, and I'm looking, and he points it out. And I swear to you, there was a demon face. And I'm not talking like, you know, leaves that are made up in a certain way and it kind of looks like this or that. It was a clear demon face looking through those bushes at the couple. And it was caught on camera. And it was scary. It really scared the crap out of me when I saw that. I mean, it wasn't like his head was completely sticking out like, hey, look at me. But it was there. It was definitely there hiding in a bush. And uh, apparently this couple had problems with stuff like this um, for a while. Dealing with it at their house. And, and I don't know if it followed them home. Or I don't know how it happened. But I saw it. And so ever ever since I saw that picture and when I was dealing with him, I always understood what he was, you know, if he felt kind of strange or whatever, I knew he wasn't BSing me. That's just my opinion. I think, I think the dude was legit. I saw it. It scared the crap out of me. And, uh, I hope I never have to deal with anything like that. All right, there you go. I mean, that wasn't, you know, Hey, it's not like the, the scariest stories in the world but i had to throw something out there we're a few days away from halloween and you got to go check out my buddy's house on uh, washington avenue 6246 washington avenue 90601 his name is jason and he did a spectacular job with his house and uh, if you drive by at night you will have a big big treat because it's um really special he did a really good job and I was uh, I posted that on Instagram and Facebook, and um, so a lot of you were chiming in, and I'm going to read off a couple of places that you can go see Halloween stuff. Okay, 
the house on the corner of Gun Avenue and Carnell Street. Um, October 28th through the 31st, 6355 Greenleaf Avenue. Check that out. Uh, 1st Avenue and Lisco Street. I got this one a lot. They have a whole block decorated with uh, scary costumes, with people walking around in the street, and it's kind of like a uh, not scary farm vibe I'm, I'm getting here. So check that out. There's a great house on Scott and Cole. There's another one on Strub and 2nd Street. Uh, Gretna Avenue between Keith Drive and Rose Hedge. And let's see here. Painter Avenue between Broadway and Beverly. There's another one there. And what else? What else? What else? Um, corner of College and La Quarta. Check that one out. And Freedom City Church, Night of Terror. Go to go to Night of Terror to check that out. So those are just a couple of them. Oh, and obviously we talked about this last episode. Whittier Museum and the Haunted Rose production. And um, it's a $5 donation. And check that out. Go to at Whittier Museum for all the details there. The Haunted Rose uh, event is going to be a good one. And House of Hoover Street between Beverly and Broadway. Check it out. So those are just a few uh, houses for you to check out. Normally I do a video of a few houses. I just didn't get to it. I mean, we're, we're here. It's Wednesday the 27th. And I just don't have enough time to do that video. I'm focusing on the podcast right now. We're growing the podcast. We're going to get uh, an interview for you very soon. But uh, we're, we're just building up the audience. And I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you so much. And um, hopefully you're digging it. If I post this podcast anywhere, make sure and comment. Let me know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. Let me know what you'd like to hear. And I'd be glad to accommodate you. This is a podcast for you, the Whittier residents. And I want to make sure that we're making you guys happy. Now, uh, the next time I get with you will probably be next week. We'll be talking about Thanksgiving at that point. I'm really excited about Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll talk about what we're going to have, what you're going to have, where to get some deals. And um, I'm really looking forward to that because we had such a bad year last year that Thanksgiving and Christmas is going to be full tilt. Back at it. A lot of family, a lot of friends, and a lot of cheer, a lot of Christmas cheer, a lot of holiday cheer. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, make sure and eat, shop, and live in Whittier, California. We're going to also support small business moving forward in November and December. We're going to go hard. We're going to go hard and talk to a lot of small business owners, hopefully, and um, get you guys in the mood to shop for some small business. Be kind to one another. And it is beautiful out there, guys. Make sure, get out there, get your steps in, don't fall down. Eat something good. Start taking care of your health. It is very, very important. And I will catch you next time on the My Whittier Podcast, guys. Take care.